Welcome to Awakened and Alive After 40, a weekly podcast about stepping outside of the box and into a life that is true to who you really are. We're your hosts, Dominique and Carrie, two 40-something-year-old friends and coaches who are on a journey to live the second half of our lives with greater flow and ease. Our passion is to guide and support our clients in becoming their most authentic and aligned selves. We love digging into a variety of topics and sharing some of our insights and perspectives through our coaching lenses. We both spent the first half of our lives trying to fit into a box only to realize we were burnt out and searching for a better way to do life. We are here to remind you that it's never too late to start living your best life. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the podcast. We are so excited that it's the new year, 2023. Woohoo! Happy 2023. And we thought it would be fun this episode to just, because of when this is going to be live, we will talk about goals, New Year's resolutions, our thoughts on these, and how we've managed goal setting and that type of thing in our lives. And also, what are we thinking in terms of our own personal goals this year? Are we going to be setting goals? So I'm excited for this conversation. Me too, Carrie. And I really love this because I actually was never really into goal setting or New Year's resolutions. And uh, just so many people are into it. And there's so much talk and hype about it as the new year approaches. And so for me, I only did New Year's resolutions because other friends did resolutions. I was like, okay, sure, I'll do some. And it just was like kind of going along with, you know, the feel that everybody else had with the excitement around it. But I never gave it much thought. I would just throw some like random things out there and then be done with it. I was the same. And I feel like even maybe back in school, like elementary or middle school, we had to like do it as school activities. And I never connected with it. I never liked doing it. My sister, on the other hand, when we were children, loved New Year's resolutions. And every year on New Year's Eve, she would ask us, what are your New Year's resolutions? Because even at a young age, she was very much into self-development and Mm. she was a very self-aware kid. And I just wasn't like that. And I just like, I hated it. Even when she asked me, what am I going to be doing for a New Year's resolution? So as I have aged and gotten older, I have seen some value in goal setting. But as a kid and a teenager and in my 20s, I didn't touch it. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And I think a lot of us out there are are like that as well. Because I mean, we're, we're kind of moving with the pack when we're younger. And so if everybody else is making a big deal of it, then for a lot of us, it becomes a big deal as well. But it's it's interesting how when you think about New Year's resolutions and goals, what comes to mind for me, well, first off, I love hate relationship, like with goals in general. And even when I was in the planner community, I struggled to set and stick with goals. I had every method possible that I tried, never worked. And for me, the New Year's resolutions never worked because first off, they were too vague. Like I said, I would kind of like throw 
spaghetti at the wall or something, you know, and see what sticks. It was too vague. And therefore, it just wasn't that important to me. And I like to kind of explain to my coaching clients that if something isn't like an eight out of 10 of importance for you, then you will probably struggle to really stay dedicated to this goal. Like it needs to have high importance. And for New Year's resolutions, because it's just like, oh, I'm going to drink more water, you know, this year and nothing specific, so vague. And you really don't get to the point of why is that resolution so important to you? At least that's what I always saw and felt. Yeah, that's a great point. And a lot of times these resolutions were about sort of belittling ourselves or looking at what we weren't doing good enough mm, in our life. Yeah. And that's not really the best way to start a new year. I mean, most of us can always improve in some way, but what is the motivation behind wanting to improve? Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, oh man, this is like, I suck at this or I'm horrible at this, or I need to do this, or I should do this. It's like, okay, according to whom, you know, is it because other people are doing this or is it because you really find the value in it yourself? And yeah, like you said, it can be just belittling. It can be just very crushing to your confidence too. And I read recently, actually it was a couple of years ago, not recently at all, but I read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have you read that book? I haven't. It has been on my to read list because I've heard nothing but great things about it. It absolutely should be on like everyone's to read list. We'll link that in the show notes because there was a quote in the book and I'll kind of provide that quote here right now. You do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And so in his book, what I learned and what changed my whole view on goal setting and pretty much had me just toss out the idea of New Year's resolutions is that you can create a goal and make it as like beautiful as possible. But if you don't set yourself up for success by creating systems that move you towards or forward in that goal, then it's just, it's really a wish, you know, it's just a dream because mm -hmm. it's those little baby steps that we make along the way that will get us to the destination. Cause like a new year's resolution can seem so far away too. Like, you know, thinking, oh, well by 2024, I'm going to have done this a year out. Like I would lose interest very quickly. Right. And I think that's the trend, right? That most people fall off their resolutions or goals. I feel like they're sort of interchangeable in this conversation that they set for themselves at that time of year. And they put all this pressure that this is a new year, this is a new me. And then the minute they see that things aren't going perfectly, or they have one slip up or one mistake, they just, most people just give up on it and then mm -hmm. out the window and they go back to living the same way yeah. they had been living before. Yeah, kind of like throw the towel in. And 
And that's something that I don't think is necessarily a bad thing to, you know, cross out that goal. But when we look at it as a failure, that's when it definitely becomes problematic. So I like to be very flexible with my goals because we only have so much control over our lives. There are seasons that we're going to go through in life. And so if I have a goal that I've been working on and all of a sudden things change to where, all right, you know what, that's not a priority of mine anymore, or it can't be, I'm okay putting it off to the side now. Whereas before I would just like blame myself for not doing enough and judge myself, which so many of us tend to do if we can't stick to a goal. And I, you know, it makes me sad to, to see that in other people. Yeah. There is a person in the planner community. And for those of you listening who are like, what's the planner community? It's on social media, mostly Instagram of people who love using digital and paper planner products, like agendas in order to, it's like a creative outlet. Some people do it just for their day-to-day planning. Some people use it as a scrapbook or memory keeping. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, that's how Dominique and I met. We explained that in an earlier episode, but there's a person in the planner community. Her name's Amanda. She has a YouTube channel, Amanda's Favorites, and she yeah. doesn't even call her goals goals anymore. She calls them possibilities. Ooh. Like these are the possibilities <sighs> of things I want to accomplish or do this month or this year. And I, when she said that, that really clicked for me. And I thought, I wow. love that because- It takes the pressure off that I have to do this or else I'm a failure. It's like, well, this is a possibility of something I could do this year. And it would be great if I did. But if I don't, it could be a possibility next year. Or maybe it's not appropriate for my season of life anymore. That is like perfect. I love that so much. And it's, wow, it is so similar to something that I do with clients as we're working towards feeling safer and stepping outside the box and pushing comfort zone. I have my clients say that they're going to experiment with it. So because with experimentation, there's no failure. Mm -hmm. And so kind of like with a, a goal, if we have like a little baby goal for my client for the month, I'll say like, okay, you know, you're going to experiment with trying this out. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. If you get partially there, phenomenal, but it's an experiment and it's all about getting curious and seeing what comes from it. So that's so similar. And wow, I love how Amanda does that. I didn't realize she started doing that. The word experiment is cool too, because like you said, there's no failure, but also during experiments, you're learning something the whole time. And so even if it doesn't work out or you don't complete it, you've gained something from that. Exactly, exactly. And when it comes to like feeling lack of safety with stepping outside your comfort zone, there needs to be this way to take the pressure off. And yeah, with experimentation, curiosity, things like that, it just gives you more of that sense of, you know, okay, I can give myself a pass if it doesn't go right the first time because I'm ultimately just going to learn from this thing. It's been really helpful for my clients and even myself. Like I use it with myself a lot too, but I might have to 
use Amanda's tip there for goal setting and just see how that feels. Cause the, the word when it feels good too, and takes a lot of that pressure off that changes things too. Right. Because Mm -hmm. goal might not feel good to everyone. Some people thrive on, you know, I'm going to meet this goal and that really motivates them. And other people, it feels like a ton of pressure and they just self-sabotage or maybe it was too, they place too much expectation on themselves Mm -hmm. and that goal. So yeah, the word experiment Mm -hmm. or possibility, it just, it allows people to be more fluid and dynamic within what they're trying to accomplish, which I think creates success for almost anyone. Absolutely. And I love you use that word dynamic because we are dynamic beings. We're constantly changing and going with the flow a lot of the times. And our goals should be the same way too. And I feel like we've been bashing goals so much here and resolutions, but by no means are we bashing it. It's just interesting to see how it's evolved for us over the years too. And what I see and hear from my clients. So Carrie, I'm curious, can you share with us how you set your goals now or what you are planning on doing for 2023? In 2022 is the first year I wrote goals down. Well, Mm. I did some like mind maps and brainstorming in the past, very loose possibilities. But I did write goals down and I didn't accomplish everything for 2022. But I'd say I got like more than half, but less than three fourths ish. But the thing that I think I put a lot of my focus on, which I do feel really proud and happy about is starting my business, which as you know, Dominique, oh yeah, there are so many steps and so many things. And so I really, really broke those quote unquote goals down into tiny steps. And I created a Kanban board for that, which is another planner community Ooh, thing where yeah. you have post-its or whatever you want to use. There's digital versions also. I used kind to of like Trello, right? Trello, mm-hmm. how it has that board. I think a lot of people are familiar with Trello. Yeah. And so I just use post-its because I happen to have it on hand and I'm a pen paper person. And I wrote like every step I had to do to complete my certification and every step I had to do to get my business Instagram ready to go. So then you move the post-it down after you complete the step into the finished section of the board. And it felt so motivating and so great. And honestly, the board still has plenty of things that I haven't done, but seeing what I did accomplish was like a physical like symbol for me to see. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, even though it doesn't feel like you've accomplished very much this year, look at what you have accomplished. Like you have that visual representation. There's something so different about having a visual representation versus a digital. I've experienced that same thing where, you know, just kind of seeing everything shift, like you were saying with the Kanban board and the sticky notes all making their way over to the done section versus just, you know, clicking a button to check it off. Like there's just, there's a little difference there that doesn't feel quite as satisfying, but The thing with that that I like too, Carrie, is that you keep that motivation going to work towards that goal. I think a lot of the times when we set a goal, 
we don't break it down enough or we don't celebrate along the way as we make these small baby steps towards the you know mm-hmm. ultimate outcome. And so that finish line is so far away and it's hard to stay motivated. It's hard to keep focused and those baby steps, like breaking it down, like you were saying, I think is one of the best ways to stay on top of things more easily and to know like when you need to pivot or when you need to put something on pause because it's just not right for your life at this moment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have any set goals you're looking at for 2023 or anything in 2022 that you accomplished or didn't accomplish that you would like to talk about? So for 2023, and I did this the beginning of 2022 as well, before I even like put a lot of thought into my goals, I will just get a piece of paper out and I will imagine that the year is over. So for me, it'll be, it's, you know, the end, it's getting ready to be 2024. And I am just expressing the gratitude for the year that I had. And I am talking about everything that I accomplished, the challenges that I faced, what I learned, the wins that I had. And so I just kind of let myself dream big and imagine, and I'll try to get really descriptive as well. Then I'll read over it and then I'll pick out the areas that really stood out to me that could be goals for me to focus on that I can break down into smaller steps. And I will visit my goals every three months just to see where I'm at, but I don't hold tight to them. Like if I put too much focus on my goals, I feel like I lose the flow with it. I feel like I try to keep too much control over, you know, what I'm doing towards the goal instead of letting life just bring what it will to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Like we talked about before that fluidity of not putting your own value on accomplishing these goals and allowing for whatever's happening to happen and it might impact something not getting accomplished there's so many things we can't control in our life that can totally if you have that more negative mindset about it can totally derail a goal but if you have that more fluid dynamic outlook on it it it's not as it doesn't affect our self-worth our self-value which i think can be the negative part of goal setting Yeah. And that's why I have this love-hate relationship with goal setting. And if you're someone who loves New Year's resolutions and they work well for you, or it's just a fun thing, that is amazing. Like, please keep doing that. And it's one of those areas that I still think is super fun to just kind of dream about. But overall with goals, I do feel like it's so much less stressful and easier to manage when we just allow ourselves to be more dynamic as we are with life, just flowing more with it and so much to learn and gain from things that way. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please consider sharing it with friends and or family. 
We'd be incredibly grateful if you rated and reviewed the podcast on your preferred listening platform as it really helps. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can connect with us through our websites or Instagram, which are all linked in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Our theme song was written by Michael Ahrens.